Hey you guys, welcome to episode 20 of Living the Sweat Lifestyle. This is the first episode since our transition from sweat tribes to living the sweat lifestyle. So thank you so much for being here and for being on this journey with me. Today's episode is with Stephen McCone from McCone Performance Training. Him and his wife Shona both run it and are trainers there. Unfortunately, Shona could not make it to the episode because she was tending to their sweet little babe. So um, just goes to show life happens to all of us. And um, whether you're in the fitness world or not, you're not immune to these things. But uh, I'll look forward to interviewing Shona again sometime later. Now in this episode, it's really great because Stephen is such a storyteller. He takes us from his childhood, what that looked like growing up with a father that smoked and had multiple heart attacks, his mom taking action to make sure that he was in sports and eating right and no sugar and things that would give him a different outcome. And then in college, being the skinny kid to discovering bodybuilding as he went to college for sports medicine. And then, oh my goodness, he finds yoga and decides, even though that was never something he would consider, to try it and to shift to running marathons, to running ultra marathons, and biking across country. You guys, the stories in here are phenomenal. I don't even have to talk that much because he shares so openly with us about his journey. And that is also important to how McCone Performance Training came to be. So listen in all the way, and I hope you guys enjoy. I am here with my guest today, Stephen McCone from McCone Performance Training in his studio here, which is up in River Ridge, River Ridge Center? Uh, River Ridge Training Plaza. I think Kim is uh, renaming the plaza after the, the fitness that goes on here. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, it's right up off of Swannanoa Road, and so you have a couple places here. I'll, I'll touch on that, but um, welcome, Stephen, and thanks for being Thank here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So we always start with uh, your background and sweat story, what I call. So basically, like, take us back. How did you get into fitness and exercise in general, and then what did that journey look like to then open McCone Performance Training? Okay, so I've kind of lived like a lot of uh, fitness lives over the years. So I, uh, I, I grew up in a uh, kind of like super Southern family that had, you know, some of the, uh, the ailments that started to happen from eating and having like a Southern traditional like living um, you know, father did, you know, smoked like a couple packs of Marlboro's a day and, you know, put salt on all of his food, had a couple of heart attacks. So my mom saw that and, uh, at an early age, like had us with weight sets and had us like already kind of being a little more health conscious, like, mm. um, without like the knowledge that's like put on the internet now, but mom just kind of was like, all right, well, more veggies and do a couple things to, to put him on that path. And, uh. I was also super like ADHD kid, uh, right around the time when 
they were really pushing, put everyone on Ritalin and just mm. medicate, medicate. And my mom just somehow had that like intuition that, you know, this isn't the right way for my son to be handled. So, um, yeah, it was a struggle because she took me off of all sugar for a while. Um, I was, I wasn't allowed to have sugar at school, wow. um, things like that. So, um, yeah, so it's, it started with me being like just this super nutso, like ADHD kid. And my mom decided like, all right, I'm gonna try to clean up his diet a little bit. And also I'm gonna put him in every sport every season. So, mm. um, as early as I can remember, probably like five years old, um, I was playing sports for every season. Some seasons like twice, uh, yeah, I would I would double up on on sports that kind of overlapped in the season. So, um, yeah, the the start of my my fitness adventure is is just my mom trying to to find a way to to manage me and having like a little foresight and hoping that you know doing some early changes with me it would help me to avoid some of those long term uh, illnesses that she saw coming up with my father. So. Um, yeah, just lots of uh, background in sports. So, I, you know, I'd play soccer, I'd run a uh, basketball, football, baseball, um, and they were just country kids. So, me and my brother just ran in fields uh, mm -hmm. on the other time. So, yeah, just moving nonstop. Cool. Yeah. And so then, how did that like take on like in adulthood? Then, like after high school or college or? Well, uh, I continued into sports throughout uh, middle school, high school. Um, had a pretty decent wrestling career, uh, ended up fifth in the state in North Carolina my senior year, and I just really <laughs> fallen in love with lifting weights and just trying to, I mean, part of it was like I didn't want to get picked on or bullied because I was really skinny growing up, so mm. um, I think my junior year of high school, I got rid of my bed and I bought an Olympic lifting set. And I literally slept in my floor next to my weight bench because I, I grew up in a really small house. So uh, I had the option of either having a bed in my bedroom or a uh, weightlifting set. So <laughs> I used to sleep next to, to weight plates um, for my, my junior and senior year. And uh, after, after finishing up my uh, high school athletics, I still was lifting and I didn't really know what to do. Um, didn't really have a whole lot of direction. Just knew I enjoyed lifting weights. And about a year after I graduated, some of the guys that I was lifting around at one of the local gyms, they, uh, they were like, hey, you wanna start working in with us? And then I find out these guys are bodybuilders that are competitive bodybuilders. Mm. And you know, slowly they, they start you know, talking in my ear about, oh, you should do a show, you should do a show. So I think when I was 19, I did my first bodybuilding <coughs> show. Awesome. And uh, yeah, that was kind of my path. I, uh, just really got into the weights thing um, and just just putting a lot of time into just learning about like, a lot of bro science you know mm -hmm. back then it was just mm -hmm. like all right I'm listening to these guys I'm reading the magazines and just trying right. to put things together it didn't have all the resources that we have these days so you know you know you take from someone who's older you know 10 15 years older and you hope that it's the truth and uh, and go for it so all the protein shakes all the all the meat all the protein and uh yeah, just get get huge was my goal. So, yeah. and how long did you do that for? Uh, too long. Uh, <laughs> I call those like my dark year. So, uh, I went to school in Greensboro, North Carolina, for sports medicine, 
And while I was there, you know, continued on with bodybuilding. I did a couple more shows. And it was, uh, it was one of those things where you have like those like life epiphanies where you realize, you know, you can either continue on or you may not even have the, that life moment that, that clicks and you, uh, you just keep doing what you're doing and, you know, things never change. But uh, I was doing security at uh, a nightclub in Greensboro <coughs> to help pay my way through college. <coughs> and one of the nights working there, I uh, got in an altercation with a couple of guys and ended up sending one to the hospital. Um, after I was jumped, it was, it was completely, you know, me being reacting to a couple of guys jumping me. Uh, but, you know, I had that moment where I'm looking down at a guy and thinking, like, I might be going to jail for the rest of my life. And there goes this career that I had thought about. Like, at the time, I was wanting to be a physical therapist. Mm. And next thing I know, I'm looking down at this guy and I'm, I don't know what the condition he's in. And I don't know if I'm going to be spending the rest of my life in jail. And, you know, just had that life, like, flash before my eyes kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I just had to really, like, dig deep and uh, think about, like, like, why I was doing the things I was doing. And I really, I had to come to the realization that I wasn't going to be a pro bodybuilder. Like, you know, mm -hmm. these dreams that I had at one point of, you know, I'm doing this for a specific thing. Um, I had to, to accept that I, I didn't have what it took. Um, I, maybe I did, but at the time I just, I, I wasn't in that right space for it. So, um, yeah, I, I gave up the, the bodybuilding career and I had to have a reset and have a, a big, you know, epiphany on, you know, what next, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And just happened to be with my, my undergrad. I, I had to have an elective that summer and the options at the community college were either volleyball or yoga. And I was like, like, I'm not going to be playing volleyball. Like I was like, I was like 240 pound, like block of muscle. And I was like, <laughs> volleyball. I was like, okay, I'll give yoga a try. Like, um, even though I'd, I'd hated yoga and, and made fun of it for so long, uh -huh. you know, I, I grew up here in Asheville. So when I got accepted to college, I, I remember saying like out loud, like in my car, like unlo opening the envelope and getting the acceptance letter. And I was like, thank you. I can finally get out of this hippie mountain town with all these, like all these yogis and these uh, vegetarians, you know, and I was super meathead. So, I, you know, I was, you know, I was, I was apprehensive for the yoga, but I didn't want to do volleyball. And then like, yoga they crushed me um you know I didn't realize how bound up my body was so you know I would go to class and I'm like shaking and sweating and like you know I'm like okay there's something to this and you know I felt good um you know part of fitness for me is an escape and like helps me like keep my crazy down mm -hmm. and I found that I didn't need to go like lift like crazy weights and slam things and like mm -hmm. I could just go and like be present and uh, part of bodybuilding uh, and that I had in like retrospect uh, through my yoga was that you know, I'd been very selfish. Um, bodybuilding, it's, I'm not going to say it's for everyone, it, it, it's this way, but for me it made me a very self-centered individual, you know, everything revolved around like my training, my sleep, uh, my food, like, you know, how I looked and it was mm -hmm. just like, I, I'd gotten kind of narcissistic from it, you know, like, look at me, I'm, I'm Mr. Awesome, look, look how big and, like, strong I am, and uh, yoga humbled me on that, and I had that realization that I had not, 
not done much for others uh, up to this point in my life, which was uh, a hard pill to swallow to realize that like I'd been selfish for you know many years. So I decided to see what I could do to help others out and talking to a friend one night, he had ran a marathon to raise money for Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And I was like, that's perfect, that's awesome. Like I haven't ran in years, but like I ran in high school, so this isn't gonna be bad. Um, so I just, I started training for a marathon. I, I linked up with uh, Leukemia Lymphoma Society, uh, registered for the Chicago Marathon. And you know, four, maybe five months later, I was, you know, I had lost 40 pounds and uh, was flying out to Chicago to run my first marathon. I, wow. uh, I skipped like all the in-between steps. I was like, 5K, no, 10K, no, half marathon, no, just straight marathon. Um, you know, and even like, yeah, even then I still had too much of an ego and I was thinking like, oh, I'm gonna do good at this. And then like, yeah, mile like 20 happened and I was yeah. like, oh, okay. I gotta, I'm gonna have a walk for a second. Um, so yeah. It, uh, you know, you know, had switched from the bodybuilding, did the yoga, got into the running, and I just, you know, I'm kind of an all or all in kind of person, um, mm -hmm. to my detriment sometimes. And uh, yeah, I finished up with uh, with school, and it was time to move back to to Asheville. And I was like, oh, I like, you know, I'm when I moved away, I'm like this meathead, like super like slicked up hair and like gym tan laundry kind of thing. And uh, when I moved back, my hair was down to my shoulders. I was skinny. I'm like, I'm out running like 20 miles like every Saturday and, and doing yoga like three, four times a week. And, you know, I, I thought I knew like... I thought I knew what was going on, you know, kind of thing. Like you read a pamphlet and you think you know everything, but then you mm -hmm. find out there's a library that like mm. that pamphlet came from. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I, I got back to Asheville and started going to yoga classes and I was like, oh, I don't really know a whole lot. Um, so then I got humbled again on that and kept with the ultra running, ran a couple ultras, did the went with a buddy of mine to the Grand Canyon and we ran the rim to rim to rim. Oh wow. Um, that was a, that was a pretty rad experience. There's like, yeah, not to go on too many tangents. So there's like stories like on all these, like these things, you know, something epic, something epic is going to happen like in that moment. So yeah, I got a bunch of big runs in, got some ultras in, but I just, you know, I went too hard, too fast, <laughs> you know, going from a bodybuilder to, two years later running ultra marathons, uh, started beating my body up too much. And, uh, you know, I was, I was personal training for, then it was called, uh, the rush, which is, you know, since oh, yeah. then, yeah, mm -hmm. the rush. Um, I, I started personal training for them in Greensboro and then transferred to Asheville. Um, once I moved home, so I was personal training for them. And, uh, one of my, uh, coworkers, I'm trying to find like ways around like still running even though I'm having these pains and these injuries pop up and then I'm like you know like oh like last week I was running 20 miles on Saturday and like yesterday I ran half a block and my Achilles is like on fire like what do I do and he was like stop running for a little while it's like so what else could I do? Um, <laughs> um, but that was it you know so I had to take a break off of running for a little bit and I ended up uh, just going back and doing some weights and, and staying away from that. And it, 
my body responded really well to weights because I, I had done nothing but just run and yoga. And I was like, huh, maybe I'll do another bodybuilding show. So I did two more bodybuilding shows while I was letting my body heal up from, from ultra running. Um, I think from my last ultra to my like, first bodybuilding show, I think it was three months. Mm-hmm. So I, I was able to put on like 20 pounds of muscle in, in three months. My body just really wow. like, yeah, flipped a switch and yeah, beefed it up. And that was uh, as a vegetarian too. Awesome. Um, wow. So during that, that time. So yeah, so that was like my, my yogi and endurance years. And then uh, I, still, I still like doing the endurance stuff. And I started riding a bike everywhere. Uh, I got rid of my car and... You know, did uh, did the van life and was just living out of my van, working at a gym, and uh, and just riding my bike everywhere. And I didn't I didn't realize that by riding my bike and, and commuting everywhere that I was actually like getting fast as a cyclist. I, I was riding a you know hundred dollar thrift store bike nice. and uh, just getting around everywhere. So this would be a good time to like segue into where like my wife comes into the story. Um, Shona and I met at at the Rush. She was a group fitness instructor, and I believe it was like one of my first weeks um, working there. And I went to clock out, and I remember seeing her for the first time and being like, "Man, like she's something different. Like she looks kind of rad." Like she clocked out. We introduced each other, and then I never saw her again. So you know, meantime, I'm, I'm training clients. I've been teaching yoga there for a while. And about, I guess, two years later, I'm teaching a yoga class. And I look out, and there's that chick again. I was like, huh. Hey, like, after class, I'm like, didn't you used to work here? Like, do something here? And she had been off uh, doing her, her master's in food studies in Italy. So she had just moved back and uh, finished up her master's. And... Uh, you know, just talking and, and going over things and uh, just working together. She sees me come in to the gym every day on my bike and she was teaching spin classes and, and various other classes. And she was like, you ever take that bike on the parkway? And I was like, are you crazy? Do you see my like $100 bicycle? <laughs> like I go to the grocery store. I go to, I was in massage school at this point. Um, so like, I was, you know, just using it to get around and, and get things done. And she was like, well, I'm doing uh, the on Mount Mitchell road mm. bike race. Mm-hmm. Um, so like kind of like my story with like doing my first marathon, I, didn't, I never had raced a bike before. And she talks to me like, uh, it was kind of trash talk, like playful trash talk. Um, kind of, you know, gets me uh, interested in doing this race. So... Uh, I refer to it now as like bike bike dates that me and Shona went on. So uh-huh. she kind of challenged me to go ride with her, and I I was in this point where I was like I'm just focusing on like my career, and I'm just you know trying to just stay focused. So I'm not going to date anyone. So I was like, okay, it's safe to like go on a bike ride, like right. You know, so like, but there would be no like no like flirty anything from me like. We would go on like a five hour bike ride together and then I would just like high five her and like take off. There was no like, oh, like give me a hug. Right. That was awesome. Like we'd have these really epic conversations and have a really good bike ride. 
Uh, and then I'm just like, all right, peace out. Uh, <laughs> it's good to see you. So that was, that was confusing for her and her friends for a little while. Um, and uh, yeah, I ended up buying a, a, a decent bike and doing the race and did like pretty well considering it was like, I think I placed in like, I think the top hundred out of a thousand um, for someone who's just, you know, went from being like a meathead to a runner to like, oh, I'm gonna hop on a bicycle and I ride it a hundred miles to the, the top of the highest East Coast mountain. Uh, just a thing we call a Saturday around here. Right. And, uh, so, yeah. So yeah, it's, that's where like me and me and Shona kind of kind of formed our bond is uh, through training rides. And how old were you then? Oh, this is. What is this? I was like I think it was twenty nine, because um, yeah. So my like when we officially started dating, I had my thirtieth birthday coming up, and we went to uh, Lookout Mountain in Chattanooga. And we spent the weekend there because I wanted to run 30 miles for my birthday. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went there and stayed at a, a holler to the, the crash pad. Have you heard of that in Chattanooga? It's a, it's a climber oh, hostel. I think I it's have. It's like, no, uh, sorry, crash pad, if I'm quoting this wrong, but it's like 20 or $40 a night and you stay right downtown Chattanooga. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's super rad. So if you're looking for like a nice place to stay downtown Chattanooga for the cheap Bonus and you don't time. mind, yeah, if you don't mind a bunk bed, yeah, check out the crash pad. And uh, also like they'll like have people there that'll guide you and be like, oh, you should go check out these trails and like, oh, check out these restaurants. So they're really, really awesome people there. But uh, yeah, segueing back to our fitness world. Um, so yeah, me and Shona just kind of grew together. Uh, I had had this big plan though, stirring up that I just hadn't seen much of the country. Mm. And, you know, I'd just been a country boy in like my small bubble. I went off to college, but that was, you know, three hours away from here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted, to, I wanted to see more of the country. And I was living out of my van uh, and, <laughs> you know, like, I just, I needed to go and just see something and then just have this, like, I just needed a big experience. So, Originally, I was thinking, all right, I'm going to load all the bikes up in the van and just drive around the country and ride different places. And then talking to a friend who had rode his bike across the country, I was like, boom, solution. Like, I don't need to pack so much stuff. Like, I'm just going to take my bicycle and fly it out to Seattle and I'm going to ride it back. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, that was like, yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a pretty, pretty epic endeavor. Um, but that's also going to be like how the kind of the, the catalyst that sparked me to be an entrepreneur. So the rush, uh, the gym that I was working at got bought out by golds, which was great. It actually made my, my pay rate double, um, instantly, which was awesome. So it was great. Things were going good. And, you know, I, you know, I was set. I was, I was going to take off. I was going to do this ride. I mean, I've been buying all my gear, I've been doing all the research and, you know, studying my maps and just really, like, really immersed in, in how, like, epic this was going to be. So, the, the general manager, love you, Katie, um, at the time, she's, she's, she's now, she's not at that location anymore. She's an awesome human. But originally, the plan was that I was going to be able to keep my, my same pay grade, uh, my same position and 
I could go do my trip, come back and just hop right back in. All my clients I had assigned with other trainers. And two days before I'm about to fly out for this trip, I get called into the office and we used to have this joke because like we were like, she was also one of my clients and I would, you know, I would like, every time she'd call me in the office, I would, I would joke around like, oh, you're going to fire me today, Katie? And this time she was like, not exactly. And I was like, oh, burn, not good. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's about to happen? Uh, asked me to sign a leather resignation and they weren't going to be able to hold up on me holding that same position and like same pay grade. So uh, it basically would come down to like, I was fired, but I could come back really easy, but going from like $40 an hour to $12 an hour. And wow. after I'd been with that company for essentially six years. So I was like, oh, that stings. So uh, I was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll still send in uh, some PR stuff and, and send in some postcards and stuff like that just to stay and you know, keep connection. But like that like first day of my trip, I was like, I'm never gonna work for a corporation that can do that to me mm. again. Like that sucks. Like yeah. you know, to have you know spent so much time and been, you know, I feel like I was a vital member of the the facility and mm. just be told like, well, like well, you can come back or you can't come back and if you do come back, you know, we're gonna start you all over again even though you've, you know, been here for so long. Yeah. So um, you know, in the, in the personal training world, like $12 an hour, like I could work at my standard rate, like I could work five, five, six hours a week at the rate I charge now and make more than working 40 hours, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was just, it just blew me away. So yeah, I, I kind of used that trip as a, a vision quest to find out like where mm -hmm. I was going to go with things. And I was doing uh, my yoga teacher training. I was doing the, the 200 hour uh, yoga teacher training certification <coughs> at uh, Asheville Yoga Center. And been reading like all this philosophy and things and the, uh, the path of the Buddha. So, you know, you can't see me because it's a podcast, but I have a pretty big beard. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I try to keep it maintained, you know, like once a season. But. I decided like the path of the Buddha, I wanted to, to have non-attachment to, you know, people like saying like, oh, like Stephen was the beard mm -hmm. guy or like, you know, having this attachment to an image of, of who I was. So I shaved my face, I shaved my head and I uh, loaded my bike into a box and flew it out to Seattle <laughs> and uh, yeah, flew out there and just started pedaling back. So I had this uh, 10 week epic journey. Uh, just seeing the country, I I biked through nine states, over five thousand miles. Um, it was yeah, it was one of the most amazing life experiences I've ever had, and learned a lot about myself and 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 where where I wanted to be. I, but unfortunately, I was I was in in a good way. I was like I was in the, like in the process and trying to like enjoy like being there and like everything that I was seeing along the way. Um, which means I like neglected on actually coming up with a plan when I got back. So like I had like, I'm not going back to this corporate gym. I'm gonna do my own thing. Like I'm just gonna make it work when I come back and you know, everything is just gonna fall in line. So I just, you know, did my trip and I get back and it got real. And I was like, well, huh? Like what if I, huh? Where what am I, I gonna do? Yeah. Uh, so I, I went to a couple like, small gyms, uh, 
some were independent, some were corporate. And, you know, I was just, you know, didn't know how to approach it. So just, you know, kind of winging it and, you know, going in and talking to places and being like, hey, like, I can guarantee I can bring some clients in. Let me know what the split would be. And several of the places were like, well, if you're here, then we need you to sell memberships. And we need you to do this and that. And I was just like, ah, oh, like, ah. Oh. In my career, like, at this point, like, I'm not wanting to be the maintenance guy and the uh, the salesman and the janitor. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a trainer. This is, like, this is what I do. So... I had never done like CrossFit before, and if you work at a corporate gym, like especially then, uh, now now Golds is a very different perspective on it. But uh, corporate gyms back then, it was just like CrossFit, no, like mm-hmm. devil. So like I had been part of the Kool Aid crowd that like, you know, hated on it, like without ever even trying it. You know, you can hate on whatever you want, but at least give it like you know, be a little open to to what it is before you make mm-hmm. a decision. Is is what I've learned. So. Uh, there was a new CrossFit gym, Beer City CrossFit, had just opened half a mile from my house, um, aka like where I was parking my van. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so I could just roll down there and, and check them out. And uh, Jeremy and Abby are just amazing people. Then it was like no big. I'd sent my resume. I showed up. I talked to Abby, and she was like, "Yeah, you can start bringing clients tomorrow. Here's the split." And come on in, and you're you're part of the team, and that was like the easiest thing ever. I was like, all right, like right. so I don't have to do anything weird. Like I could just show up, and I get this split, and it's all good. And she was like, yeah, just yeah, bring your people in. So cool. yeah, so I got a little taste of, of CrossFit, doing some one on one training, uh, doing all my one on one stuff there, and that's primarily what I was doing, um, and building business back up. So. Worked there for a good while, and Shona is Shona's a adventure junkie too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of her past things that she's done, um, Shona she was in the Peace Corps. She lived in Africa for I think three years, wow. like in a mud hut, like that she like built and maintained herself, and uh, like she was going out and like you know running like in the Sahara Desert, like <laughs> you know kind of stuff. Um, what else? And then she's also done the uh, the Camino de Santiago. It's like the, you know, this is a, a bad uh, you know, correlation, but it's like it's like the AT, but for Spain. It's okay. it's like this mm-hmm. holy route through Spain. Um, she had done that uh, that big route. She had she had traveled and had so many adventures. Uh, I can't even like start on those, but uh, she had you know been a you know super adventurer also and. Since her, since she came back from Italy, she had just been in like work mode and, and getting back, uh, getting life sorted back out. And we just, I don't know where the bug came from, but maybe, I think, I think it was from like me seeing people do the Continental Divide uh, mountain bike route when I was coming across the, the country the first time. So I think I was in, uh, I think I was in Yellowstone and some of the, uh, the mountain bikers were coming down the Colorado, uh, the continental divide and I was like man that looks rad I mean it looks look terrible like these guys look like they have been through something special um but just like I was like man like I can I can cross the country by a mountain bike too all right so uh Shona Shona was you know a road bike person and uh 
we ended up doing the uh, the Saddle Mount Mitchell again that summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of us did did pretty well on it, you know. And we just uh, we were like, you know, next summer, like we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna ride from Canada to Mexico. So Shona like gets her first mountain bike, and you know, we start uh, we start building up her skills and and going doing uh, some overnight trips and you know it's a, it's a plus and minus when your your partner is a coach so yeah. <laughs> so like i you know i thought like all right i need to find out like how shona is going to react to like a really <coughs> harsh environment before we're like in the middle of like british columbia and like bears are around us in the middle of nowhere so the the bike shop that has helped us a good bit along the way liberty bikes we we went by there to grab some snacks and I knew it was gonna be snowing up on Mount Mitchell. So I was like, all right, this is perfect test to see how she she handles a really bad situation. So we we went by the shop, grabbed some snacks, loaded everything up, and we uh, took off up the mountain. Uh, And from where we started, it was about a 25 mile bike ride up about 4,000 feet of climbing, maybe maybe closer to 5,000 feet of climbing. Mm -hmm. And we, we get to the top of the state park and it's snowing so hard at this point. They had su- they had shut down the state park, and the ranger is just like shaking his head. We're the only ones that have like come up there. And he's shaking his head at us, and he's like, "What is wrong with you guys?" And uh, so he actually sends us back down like part of the mountain. Like he he doesn't allow us to stay up at the state park because of how high the winds are and the snow. So we only went down like a, maybe a mile. So we still we camped up pretty high. So we we camped at like around 5,000 feet up in a, in a snowstorm. And you know, it's team building. You yeah, know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, most of that was me being like, get in the tent, get like wrapped up in your sleeping bag and it's all gonna be okay. Cause it was, it was probably like single digits and maybe like below zero. Uh, we had all the appropriate gear. Um, and I, I later find out that a, a friend of mine that worked at the bike shop was like, yeah, some of my coworkers were really worried about you guys when they found out what you were doing. I just, he said he had to explain to him like, that's just Steven, that's what he does. Right, right. Um, so yeah, we, you know, we, uh, we made it through. Uh, it was, you know, it was a good like team building thing. So me and Shona, like, we would go out and we would do trips and overnights and things like that. And, uh, you know, training like became our, our just, it's just who we are and like, what gets us where we want to go. So yeah, Shona and I, we trained, did, you know, tons of mountain biking and, uh, yeah, did the same, same old song and dance, packed some bikes up in some boxes, shipped them away and then took off riding on them. So we, I think it took us around 44 days to ride, uh, close to 3000 miles. Nice. Um, and I think it's, uh, like, something like 100,000 feet of climb. No, it's got to be more than that. I think it's like either 100,000 or 200,000. I have no idea how many uh, vertical feet we, we climbed along the way, but it was it was super epic. Um, and how long ago was this? Oh, this was two years ago. Okay. Yeah. So uh, me and Shona were, had planned uh, to get married that next fall so we we tell people this was our premarital counseling so we're 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 staying inside of an ultralight tent together you know there's barely enough room for us to lay side by side and there's like no space on either side of us or at our feet um and the first day of of that trip it rained or the first week it rained the entire time um so it was just you know 
you a lot wake, of learning experiences. Yeah, a lot of learning experiences and like finding out like who you are and who each other are in those, you know, those times. So yeah, we, we learned a lot, but we made it. We made it all the way to Mexico. We have, you know, you know, many stories that come up from that, but I want to like, you know, yeah. derail too much. So, um, came back from that, uh, beer city and like that summer had, uh, got an opportunity to move locations and expand to a larger facility that also had, a an open room for a massage therapist or, you know, just another office room. So, um, got an email from Abby saying, Hey, we'd love like when you come back, like come over to our new place, you know, you have an office waiting for you. Uh, we'd like you to start teaching some classes here and do the, you know, do your CrossFit certification and just, you know, come on in. Like as soon as you get back, like you're welcome to just jump in and, and do your thing. So, uh, yeah, got back from that trip and then it was just, you know, full steam ahead. Uh, you know, went and got CrossFit certified and, you know, just started building a business from there. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So Shona got back in on her classes. Uh, Shona's a group fitness instructor. Uh, was her, her intro to, you know, getting into being personal training and, and a fitness professional. Uh, anything from you know unstructured stuff where she used to teach like hula hooping and, and mm-hmm. like, yeah hula hoop fitness and and, and things like that. Um, now she's uh, TRX is one of her you know major accreditations. So you know came back and uh, just kept kept building business and uh, you know I really appreciate the experience I got from Jeremy and Abby at Beer City like. Uh, it was like having a, a mentorship without like, without it being expressed, you know, like I'm just like, ah, trying to absorb like how these folks have like, you know, at the time they had three gyms, this was their third gym that had opened. So I was like, man, like, this is a sweet spot. I'm learning from people that have like, you know, started where I started and like now they have like three successful biz- uh, businesses. And so I, I got a lot of knowledge just from like being in the atmosphere and seeing the day to day stuff there. And just uh just kept cranking on that um and then got the opportunity to move into a small space over here in the river ridge um uh, kim offered a, a small space to uh shona to have a uh, a group training room and with us having a baby on the way and like we moved to closer to this side of town mm-hmm. And it just, it seemed like, you know, it's, it's time for us to like form our own thing mm-hmm. and, and step away. And I, you know, I appreciate, you know, everything I got from Beer City and, you know, when it's, you know, it's time to like move on, you just, you got to do it. So, uh, yeah, I transferred and, you know, started, started building a little mini gym there. And it was like, compared to what we're sitting in now, it's, it was literally like a fourth the size of what we're in now. Oh wow! So it was like a 20 by 20 room and you know, I got a squat rack and Olympic weights and kettlebells and ropes. And you know, there was, it was good for one-on-one training, but once we had all the gear in there, it was, it was kind of reckless to have more than like three people to like doing anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So then, uh, another space we, we, Kind of grew out of that real quick. Kim saw that, and there was another space that was opening up, and so six months later, we took on a, a bigger space. You know, juggling a, a baby, a newborn baby, a uh, new house, and you know, wow. just just keep cranking. Yeah. So this has been here for six months now. Oh no, this is two months. This is two. Oh, two mo- months. Okay. Two months. Yeah. Oh, six months is when like, yeah, we all started other, to like. Yeah. So we were starting those. to 
yeah, we're we're kind of just you know you just throw you throw things into a bag, pull it out, and see what happens. And uh, we were just trying to we didn't know what we were trying to build. Mm. We knew it was something different. You know, working working <coughs> for traditional fitness companies for for as long as both of us had, we we knew what we liked, what we didn't like, and we also knew kind of who we were as you know, athletes, trainers. Um, we weren't your, your traditional uh, trainers. You know, I, I'd started out of it as a more of a traditional trainer who was you know about like weight loss and you know more aesthetics um, and just you know really like basic kind of training. And then I realized like I just don't fit in that diagram. Um, I never felt like I was. I was super comfortable, like by my colleagues, I felt like I was, you know, welcomed, but by like the masses who come into like public gyms, I felt like I was like the weirdo trainer kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's like, it's not a good feeling. Um, so yeah, we got to start like reinventing fitness the way we wanted to do it and, and taking out the things that we were like, nah, you know, that, that's cool that other people do it, but mm -hmm. you know, I don't think that's, that's what we're going to go for. And it, it came to us that we were like, you know, like, we want to help our, our community and like, 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 so who's our community and our community is, you know, the outdoor, the active, like adventure mm -hmm. community. So, you know, the, the cycling community, the, the hiking community, the backpackers, um, the ones that we affectionately call the dirt bags, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so we were, we were wanting to have a facility where, you know, if, if you were someone who felt like, you didn't belong in a traditional corporate gym or you didn't, you didn't feel like some of these other structured, uh, kind of, uh, fitness regiments, whether it was CrossFit or Pilates, yoga, whatever. Um, if you didn't feel like you fit, fit in one of these, these genres, then like, where do you go? Mm. So we decided like, let's, let's have an adventure fitness company. Mm. So, you know, I so like going like way back to like when we started when I was talking about you know my mother had you know done some things to try to help us get on a better healthy life path because of my father's health. Uh, my father was was a park ranger growing up, so I spent a ton of time in the outdoors. But because he didn't take care of his health, the last fifteen years of my dad's life, he was pretty much bed bound and stuck in a room. Uh, and I, I just like, I, I don't want that. And my dad was stubborn. So, you know, it was hard knowing that like, dad, like if you can do these stretches and if you change your diet and if you, if you, if you can do these small tweaks, you know? Um, so I, I, I chose not to argue with him for his last couple of years and just uh, let him, you know, let him be, be himself and, you know, eat cake and ice cream and watch his Westerns. So, uh, but I, I don't want that for anyone else. You know, I, my, I feel like my life mission is to make sure that individuals who want to adventure can adventure. You know, if, if someone comes to me and they're like, you know, my doctor told me not to squat, maybe I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't, I should stop hiking. I shouldn't do this. I'm like, well, that's the easy answer, mm -hmm. but like that doesn't, Doctors are great for, for sick care, but as far as like anatomy, physiology, and biomechanics, most doctors have very little training in those things. So I'm, I'm talking about your like, general practitioner who's going to you know, diagnose you with having a, a cold or something like that. 
you know, they might say at best, you know, go to the gym, get a trainer, but that, what does that mean? You know, you're getting a, mm-hmm. you're getting a mixed bag of who you're going to go talk to uh, for that. So uh, I try to make sure that if, if someone comes to me and they're, they're passionate about something uh, in the outdoor world, that they can still do it. Or if they want to do something bigger, if you're, you know, I don't want to just, you know, pigeonhole and say, I only work with people who have been told they can't do something because of a physical limitation. But we also want to make sure that people know that you're capable of far more than what, you know, others might tell you or that you've, you know, some belief that you have. I don't know if, at, at this point, I mean, if I've biked across the, the country, you know, twice now, you know, east to west, north, south, and, you know, at one point in my life, like, I, I would have thought going for, like, a 20-mile bike ride would be, like, insane, you know, like, it was, like... Just to find out like how resilient we are and how tough uh, the human body can be if you just apply yourself and then having the background to have the science behind it and know like, all right, like if you want to do something epic, you don't have to start off just jumping into something epic, even though like I was, you know, someone who just took on something like way like beyond my like physical and like, yeah, all, all my uh, skill sets were like, you know, not up to par for you know some of the adventures I took on, but uh, you can you can do the process and you can you can get there. So we you know we're we're trying to niche in with making sure our our local community stays out on the trails um, and make sure you're strong and and durable. And then if someone wants to take on something bigger that you know like they just might not have the confidence for or just don't know like where to start to take on something bigger. And, and a big adventure for some might be your first 5k, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't want it to sound like an adventure has to be something where you have to go across the country or you have to go do something super crazy. You know, taking on an adventure could be going for a whitewater rafting trip this summer for the mm-hmm. first time. And you're apprehensive because, you know, you have low back you know, pain in your shoulders or, you know, you have trouble going on a, a basic hike and you want to go do this, you know, iconic hike in the area. So like for Asheville, like Looking Glass Falls or Looking Glass Rock, Looking Glass Falls, everyone should be able to see Looking Glass Falls, but um, <laughs> there's wheelchair ramps for that one. Uh, but Looking Glass Rock, for example, is, you know, it's three miles up, three miles back, uh, a six mile hike. So, you know, getting someone to go and do and enjoy the, the nature that we, that we have around the area and feel strong and confident for it and, you know, as a, as a local, one thing I hadn't realized until later on in life was that so many other locals never venture out into the, the wilderness areas here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Asheville is, has become this iconic place for tourism and outdoors. And, you know, they're like people come from all over the world to come and, and, and do these hikes and go and see these rivers and these waterfalls. And for my local community to to not feel that they can get out there and see these things. Uh, I just, I didn't want that to happen. You know, I'm, I'm the country boy that's just like, you know what, like maybe I didn't come from somewhere that, you know, has anything fancy and, and whatnot, but that's not going to stop me from getting out and seeing like the beautiful nature that we have around here. So I want to make sure that, you know, my community that I grew up with, you know, if, if they want to take something on or they want to go out and see something like, you can go out there and do it. Um, so we're, we're really working on just bringing people in and, and working with where they are. And if they have a big goal, let's do it. 
Um, but at the same time, you don't, you don't have to be some ultra adventure person. You don't have to have any adventure in mind. Uh, our classes, the way we're, we're structured is we, we design our, our, I program the classes and I've designed them to, for, to get you stronger and more able to take on adventures in Western North Carolina. That doesn't mean that you have to be, that has to be your goal. If you're someone who wants to lose weight, this program is still gonna, it's gonna help you lose weight. Uh, if you're someone who just wants to stay fit and do something fun, uh, you know, we, we do that too. So it's, it's not like we're some, you know, elitist club that like, you have to be able to hit these, these benchmarks of like, oh, okay, what's your mile time? Like, all right, like, what's your shut-in time? Like, stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to have any, like, credentials or background. So it's, it's all scalable. But we, uh, we want people just to, to look at health and, uh, and taking on life with uh, strength, durability, and, uh, and just looking at the, uh, the adventure ahead. So, you know... When someone wants to lose weight, you know, I, I, I want them to think more of like what their life is going to be like as a, uh, uh, as, a, as a fit person. Yeah, as a fit person. Like mm-hmm. what you can do and, and not think like, oh, I want to be this number. I want to be mm-hmm. this number. Like, like that number will happen. But like the more fit you are, the more you can do, yeah. the more you can take on. Like, you know those those metrics that you're you're thinking about like, they're going to happen but you don't have to think like all right i need to have like my meal plan i need to have like all these things like you know i i i feel like those things organically happen as you start to see the results and you're like okay like mm-hmm. all right well i drank a pepsi and i went for a hike and that was terrible you know <laughs> you know so um stuff like that or mm-hmm. you know I, I, you know, having the energy crashes and I'm, I'm you know, or I, I took on my first 5k and I cramped up in the first two miles and, or I, I, uh, I did my first half marathon and I, I experienced what people talk about as a bonk, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, you know, fortunately for like, for me and Shona who are like all in individuals, we've, we've learned a lot of life lessons just because we've, we pushed ourselves, um, so, so much and so hard, like, right off the gate that we've learned lessons that some folks don't learn for 10 years. We learn in like six Mm -hmm. months because we're like, all right, let's go do it. Um, So yeah, we're just really, really wanting to be here for the community and, and and give a a quality service to help people get out and enjoy the outdoors. Uh, We have some things we're we're trying to get together for for future world uh, Asheville and uh, trying to, to really get you know just the community like like I said just get the community involved in, in in envisioning fitness and being healthy and well in a in a different way, um, so we, you know in the in the future we're we're planning out doing uh, actually like overnight uh, overnight retreat next fall, so what we're wanting to do is is get a group of folks in here and have a hike and an overnight trip and that's your your goal so instead of someone saying like my goal is to lose 50 pounds Mm. we're trying to get people in here to say all right my goal is to do this this two-day trip with y'all and kind of you know a little bit of like emotionally toughening up and like physical you know and just (coughs) seeing and seeing what you're capable of kind of thing Mm. so um and it, it seems like too with that and like you've kind of already alluded to it's like 
it's more about like if you have something not just this number and this weight loss goal yeah um but more of this adventure or the kind of a goal that that's what can will keep you moving and like keep you motivated to keep going yeah so like you know keeping the stoke up you know so like (laughs) so you know for some it can it can be really it can be a big downer that every time you step on the scale you're not seeing the numbers you want and weight loss if you're doing it right it happens slow you know a lot of a lot of folks you know to lose like two to three pounds a month and like be consistent with that like which sounds like nothing but if you if you lose two pounds you know two pounds a month for for 10 months you know that's that's 20 pounds average american gains four pounds a year so you know, a lot of our clientele you know you're, you're trying you're offsetting that really quick but you know a lot of our clientele that we're working with are folks that have you know who have moved to the area because they've heard or they've visited and then had a vacation and they're like oh this place is beautiful like mm. i want to come here i want to hike i want to see the outdoors and they move here and they're like i am out of breath <laughs> like i got like a quarter mile up this trail and i'm like sweating and i'm feeling like uncomfortable or this hurts that hurts like you know like didn't take any food with me and i was out there for two hours and you know uh, I don't know about you, but I get super cranky if I don't get my nutrition. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I can only imagine like some of the folks that have gone out and like not been prepared and like, oh, this would be a 30 minute walk. And then like two hours later, like with no food and water, they're just turned into monster mode. So, you know, helping people uh, who have moved here to kind of toughen up and and uh, have the, like, the reality of what it's like to be, you know, an outdoor and active person uh, in uh, the Pisgah National Forest area, so you know, and it's it's not tough enough in a way like that. Like I'm like boot camp drill sergeant, like trying to like scream and yell at you, but we're just trying to make sure we keep it real for people because yeah. you know you you don't want to get out there and be like, oh man, like Stephen made this sound so easy. Um, the kind of guy like you got to watch out for when you you pull up to a trailhead is the sandbagger local, you know, who's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, it's an easy hike. Oh, it's gonna be like. 30 minutes it's not that hard and the next thing you know you're having an epic life adventure and you're like getting lightning coming down on a ridge line and you're freaking out so uh we're trying to make sure like we keep it real for folks and correlate that to our workouts so you know when someone's working out you know like we try to let them know like all right like we're doing these step ups and we're doing these lunges and these are things that you're going to encounter if you're going out and doing trails like you're gonna to have to be able to step up on rocks. So you're gonna pull yourself up, uh, and just making sure that people are, you know, durable and versatile uh, on their movement patterns. So, um, with, can you kind of share? I'm gonna pause there. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, so if somebody is like, I'm just thinking like, of everything that you're saying. Like, if somebody is walking in or finds you, like, what does that look like? Um, do they just drop into a class, or if they want to do the one-on-one training? Um, do you guys do like a consult first or what does that look like to get in and start training with you guys? Yeah. Um, so everything, everything's scalable. Uh, our workouts all have a, a warm up work, uh, workout routine. And what I tell anyone who's new is initially the warm up might feel like the workout. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a pretty thorough warm up. It's going to take around around ten minutes to get the the full warm up in, 
But by doing that, not only am I making sure that you're getting a, to a total body warm up, if you're someone who's new, I'm having you move in the range of motion and do some of the uh, kind of skill work before we get started with any of the, uh, the actual workout. So, you know, we're doing things like, you know, body weight squats and lunges and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, the one, the, for someone who comes in fresh and wants to come in and just drop in and check out a workout, you could, you could hit us up uh, and send us an email and we can do a consultation and do a, an assessment with you if you'd like to do that first. But if you'd like to just come in, uh, we'll just treat the, the warm up like your assessment. So mm -hmm. while you're warming up, we're, we're, we're still a small facility, so it's gonna be six people max in our classes. So you'll have one coach for up to six people. We currently have an intern also. So there's some of our classes that there'll be two coaches for you know, six people. So you can get some individual individualized attention. So, you know, the, the folks that have been here for a while, they understand, like if someone new comes in, they're, you know, that person's priority for, for that day, just to make sure they're, they're moving proper. And, you know, so, you know, we'll get the, the general rundown. Uh, I find that people like, will tell you like one or two things that like have come up like limitations or injuries, but then like the further into the workout, you start hearing like, Oh, and then there's this one time and oh, and it, like it doesn't feel right when I do this and things like that. So, uh, we start things at a very like, you know, baseline. Um, but what I've, me and Shona have uh, developed with our, our, our fitness protocol here is that we, we don't do any uh, specialization exercises. Um, by that I mean CrossFit's great, but there are certain things that if you want to be good at CrossFit, you kind of have to specialize mm -hmm. in certain movements to be good at CrossFit. So mm -hmm. uh, full Olympic lifts, you know, snatch, uh, clean and jerk, uh, things like that. Those are specialty movements that that we believe like if you're going to do those like you're going to need specialty training um in order to perform those in a safe way so we're not putting in any super complicated movements like that uh in our workouts like handstand walks um you know i uh segue back in my fitness career at one point i was teaching uh handstand workshops uh uh part of my like when i was in like my yoga phase i actually was a uh, performance acrobat for mm. asphalt aerial arts and did uh um, yeah, some circusy stuff. Did some, yeah, yeah did some production. So um, while I am like completely capable of teaching someone how to get up upright and do the full spectrum of getting into a handstand, I also know how much specialization it takes to teach someone to to get in proper alignment and and do something like a handstand. So we we take out some of the movements like that. Um, just because it's it takes it takes too much time to specialize just to do something in the workout, so we take away the specialty movements. Um, we still do partial uh, variations of, of the specialty movements. So, uh, I'm a big fan of the barbell. You know, we do barbell, kettlebell, uh, slam balls, kind of like traditional strength and uh, like kind of strongman stuff on on my from my background, <laughs> and we'll do partial Olympic lifts with folks. Uh, you know. <coughs> Uh, hang cleans and, and things like that so hip hip dominant power movements with a barbell but without having to specialize in doing you know full olympic lifts from the ground um mm. which you know will help us you know be able to facilitate a class without having to have uh any like risk of injury or having to like slow things down and and really nitpick on these specialty movements so uh all the movements that we have in here are scalable and they're 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 pretty basic but 
Um, we take we take from training that you might see from like a collegiate uh, strength coach for a cycling team or from a collegiate uh, track and field program and things like that. So, you know, if you're a runner, we're getting, you know, we're getting the mobility and agility drills in here um, for runners, but we're also getting in um, some dynamic stuff and more power, like hip dominant stuff uh, that everyone's going to need. Runners, cyclists, you know, uh, people are the, you know, the water sports, climbers, whatever. So uh, we're, we're making sure just to build, you know, total body strength, but without doing, doing movements that are so specialized that, that there's risk of injury or apprehension to even like start doing them. So, sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I was, I've been rambling a good no, bit. No, that's, that's so. great. Um, I love it. It's really, you've just like guided everything and really like, it's the know. second coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just really like, uh, honestly, I was just like, you just go for it because you're just filling us all in on uh, this really like holistic approach and I, I love like your whole background and how it got to here it all makes sense like of you guys being this truly like authentic you know your mission you know what you're good at and are here to serve and bring that and it truly that's a very unique thing um in this community and I feel like that's a great um the adventure fitness and being catering to like more of the outdoor sports because myself being an ultra runner and a lot of friends that I know like we all just kind of go and do yeah. different things to yeah. get the workout in yeah. that's and what I found yeah I found that a lot of you know friends and and other adventurers like you you know whether it's a a, a good program or just a mediocre program like you know Beer City CrossFit, going to show another shout out to those guys if you're going to do CrossFit go to Beer City CrossFit they're an amazing CrossFit gym but at the same time, like they're they're a CrossFit gym. You know, they they specialize. Okay, we are back. Um, and go ahead, Stephen. We were sharing. So yeah, we were we were going over. You know, kind of athletes in the area who are mountain athletes. You kind of have to do your best to find the right fitness uh, fit for you. So you know, CrossFit's a great way to to do a lot of diverse. Uh, exercise movements, build strength, stamina, all of those things. But end of the day, like you're, you're building those things for that, that type of facility, you know? So you're, you're, you're coming in exercising to be better at exercising in a way, mm -hmm. you know? Um, same thing I found like with yoga. Like I was really big into yoga. I'm currently a yoga dropout. Um, not that I think yoga is bad. I just overdosed on it and I just need to take a little break. So I'm on my yoga sobriety right now. And, you know, these all these other places, it seemed like, you know, come in here and do this so that you can be better at doing this in here. Mm -hmm. And our motto is like, the weekends are for the woods. Like, we don't want you here all the time. Like, um, I program to try to have people in here as little as possible. So... I write out two strength programs a week. Um, those two days, we have them through, you can check our schedule online, but uh, I've broken it down to where you can get all the main lifts in two days. Um, so that if you're an ultra runner uh, or you know, 5K or whatever, um, someone who's an outdoor like active person, you can come in and just work out twice a week with us as long as you know 
you're still going and doing your outdoor stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you're not going to get, you know, you'll get strength results if you just come see us twice a week. But you know, if you have like, Oh, I'd kind of like to lose weight and build up, you know, build up on, uh, my, my miles on mountain biking, like you still got to get your mountain bike miles in. So, Mm -hmm. um, our goal is to have people in here as little as possible. With that being said, you know, two days a week, um, minimum if you want to get some strength gains out of our program. And so I program it for two days a week. So that way, if you're a runner, you can come in, do your strength training, and then still have multiple days of the week to get your runs in. Um, I also program those strength classes so that we're trying not to beat you up too much. So occasionally, like depending on where we are on the, the, the periodization of the workouts, you might, if you, if you jump in and you haven't been on like the, from the beginning of that, that periodization, um, or that cycle, uh, if you jump in at like week four of a cycle, you might be getting in at the, the hardest part of the cycle. So you might get, you know, get beat down a little bit, but, uh, I've programmed, uh, around, uh, the seasons here of Western North Carolina also. So, you know, I, I was like, well, what do we need? And like, when do we need it? How do I like how do I take all this fitness knowledge and then give it to people in a mass produced way so that they can get what they need when they need it. So I I was like, all right, so when's the peak season for running events? And when's the peak season for going out and mountain biking? When's the peak season for climbing? Mm -hmm. And then I started to build my, my programming off of that. So, you know, we have like build up periods and we have like preseason kind of training stuff. So the programs that I, that I offer here are built around the, the ath, uh, outdoor athletes of the area. So you're kind of hitting the, the sweet spot for the season kind of thing. Mm. So, you know, right now we're, we're going into spring. So I'm really like ramping it up and the, the workouts are, even the strength workouts have more of a conditioning component of it because right now people are like just breaking out of their shell. It's mm-hmm. just starting to get warm here and people are like just itching to get out there and hit the trails. So I want to make sure like, that first part of spring when people are running out the doors and they can't wait to be playing on the trails, like they've already got a good baseline on their conditioning and not just their strength. So, mm-hmm. um, and that, you know, the, those cycles will revolve throughout the year according to the season. So we, we program for the seasons of outdoor athletes. We don't, we don't program for, you know, trying to build up for one rep maxes and things mm-hmm. like that. Like, we, we build up for, you know, people's peak seasons uh, when that's, you know, it could be a weekend warrior hiker, um, someone who wants to go on that summer trip and go and, you know, do like some small adventure uh, with their family, uh, but they want to feel confident for that, you know, so. Um, and then the other other two classes that, uh, that I program for are conditioning based, uh, conditioning core and uh, movement based movement mobility. So they're gonna have kind of an athletic uh, performance uh, focus to those. So uh, moving in space, keeping the heart rate up, we use polar flow heart rate monitor training here. So uh, for our conditioning, everyone in here has got a heart rate monitor on. We have a flat screen on, so you can see where your heart rate's at. You know, as coaches, we can see where you're at and we mm-hmm. know whether we can push it, you know, back it off kind of thing. So. Um, if you're in here for one of those classes, we're trying to keep your heart rate uh, around like 70 to 80% of your, of your max. It might shoot up a little bit, um, but we're just trying to keep the heart rate up and, and get that conditioning in. So, you know, having a place where 
you know, you have the, the analytics where you have, you know, there on the screen, you see how hard you're working, you know what zones you need to be in. And then also, you know, specific exercises, you know, I'm a big fan of like things like uh, uh, slam balls and ropes, um, rope slams, uh, rope ladders, things like that. So uh, getting some dynamic stuff in there with also some agility and mobility, all of those things that are uh, part of the continuum of someone who's going to be active in the outdoors. Awesome. Um, and still, yeah, feel feel strong and confident when they take on the trail. So, yeah, I, my my goal is if you come in here that you know if you have a goal of going out and and stepping onto the trails for the first time, like after you've worked with us for you know a month or so, that you can you can park your car and feel really confident, like you can start that that journey. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love that uh, reflection back of like this is what you could do tangibly. Yeah. Coming in here. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I feel like you have super, thank you so much for just like giving it to us. Like, I love that. <laughs> yeah, sure. um, I didn't even have to like ask any questions here. Um, I do want to ask because we're kind of like wrapping up my little share the love round right. because you have been through so much and have been in this <laughs> life for so long. Um, so these are just some fun questions. What are a couple of your favorite health food snacks? Uh, I'm a big fan of like trail mix, like, mm -hmm. like making my own trail mix. So, uh, just, just eating in gen general, I got away from like eating like the exact same thing all the time from my bodybuilding years, but I like to set myself up as having, you know, multiple things that are easy to just grab a handful of this, handful of that, throw it in a bag, shake mm -hmm. it around. Um, good to go. So trail mix, uh, uh, AT hikers, the, the the game. Some of those guys will play when you're sitting around the campfires, like what's in your trail mix kind of mm. thing. So <laughs> I keep it pretty basic. I like you know like uh, cranberry, like dehydrated cranberries, raisins, uh, walnuts, um, almonds, and usually that's just I'll shake a bag of that and uh, take it out, and that's part of my my adventure pack. Um, if I'm splurging them around the house, I'll do like throw that stuff in some yogurt. Um, nice. Right now, bananas, uh -huh. uh, just, you know, if you need, and that's, you know, sugar is not bad. Bananas are, you know, quick acting sugar, but if you're getting ready for a workout and it's an hour before your workout and you don't want to overload and eat too much, you know, throwing in some fruit like that is mm -hmm. quick sugar that will help you sustain that energy throughout the workout. And also like, you know, you, you can split the banana in half. Me, I, I go all in, so I eat the banana before and I'll probably eat a banana after it. Um, blueberries, another you know go-to. Mm. Um, I, I feel like that's my uh, black bear food, where I like yeah. I just come through the kitchen mm. and I like, just scoop a handful of blueberries and just and just keep going. And um, so those are yeah, those are those are some of my go-tos. Shona's go-tos. Uh, she likes doing smoothies. Uh -huh. uh, she likes doing the shakes. Uh, I'm just I'm just more lazy, so I uh, I, eat, I eat a lot of the same things um, that she puts in her shakes. I just you know, Eat it chomp up. them yeah. up and go. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay. How about uh, your favorite thing to work out in? Do you have like a favorite brand or top or bottom or something? Mm. That no, I mean, it's it's all about like functionality for me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as an ultra runner, um, that comfort is number one. Like, so if you're if you're out, it doesn't matter. Like how cool the outfit looks if you have something that's giving you a little bit of a chafe if, you know, if you're an ultra runner if you're like 
if you have a chafe in the first like five miles, that chafe is gonna feel like the worst thing ever, like three hours later. Like you like, you know, like even as far as like a weird little stitch that's just, you know, nagging you, like three hours later, it's gonna make you wanna pull your hair out. So, um, yeah, I, I don't have any like specific clothing line to, to holler at. Uh, I mean, I've, I've worn anything. Like a plain t-shirt. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna need a t-shirt. Yeah, I don't, uh, I'm kind of a minimalist. So like when I moved into my van, uh, I had actually donated almost all of my clothing and uh, most of my possessions. So uh, I lived out of just one Tupperware for a long time, and I constantly reevaluate my clothing. And I'm looking yeah. at them like, so you know, pretty much the most of the stuff that I wear is is given to me from a bike shop that supports Shona and I. Um, big shout out to Liberty Bikes. Thanks uh-huh. for your uh, thanks for this year's jersey. Um, so I haven't I haven't bought a bike kit in a couple of years. So I, I I'm more of like, all right, cool. I take free stuff. That's yeah, right. that's that's what I rock. Yeah. As um, long as it doesn't chafe you. As long you as it doesn't like, chafe me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care like if if it's the top of the line like three hundred dollar like spandex outfit. It's supposed to be awesome. Uh, <laughs> if I'm not comfortable, I'm not gonna wear it. So. Yeah. yeah. It's it's about comfort and, and functionality. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and I'm. It's like I like to just hear everybody's because. I, you know, work out in my Lululemon stuff, but I also have some sweet t-shirts that yeah. are like rocking from races. Yeah. Um, okay. And how about a favorite book or podcast, um, maybe related to health or exercise, but also open up to like whatever, uh, you want to share. Oh, um, what's it? Dirtbag Diaries. Mm. Uh, it's a really fun podcast I've enjoyed. Um, it's, uh, it's a lot of stories about Pacific Northwest, but you know, it's, and it's a little bit climber, more climber specific, but they do a lot of outdoor, um, adventure stories. So, uh, that one's a, a super rad one. Shona likes getting into like more of the, the political podcast and, and mm. things like that. So, um, I can't remember hers, but she, yeah, she, she likes to get in more of like the, the, the mental, like. The, that that kind of headspace on the podcast um yeah what was the other question on that one was, a book too if there's book. a book oh it doesn't have to be gosh both. there's there's been so many so many of those um i think just any any book that inspires you to like get off and get off the couch and like yeah you know just you know seeing so like reading about like the process um of someone who's done something epic um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean you have to go out and do something as epic, mm-hmm. uh, but that just anything that's going to make you inspired, you know, anyone that I've, I've realized that anyone who has done something really, really amazing, there's a story behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, Oh, I just got off my couch this one day and I found out that I'm the best ultra runner in the world. I'm, you know, like Alex Honnold didn't just like wake up one day and say, I'm going to scale the side of this rock. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's always the the bigger story behind it. Um, so if, you know, if you're if you find something that you're interested in, whether it's running, biking, climbing, whitewater, find someone who's done it and written a book about it, and and find out their story because they're human. You know, I love that. Uh, yeah. They're they've had trials, tribulations. They've you know, you know they've had setbacks and things like that. So. Don't don't idolize uh, someone because they done they've done something awesome. Just find out how human they are, and then 
you know, you can realize like I can do it too. Absolutely. Oh man. I love that. I have so many, like, those are like my coffee table books are yeah. like uh, born to run or oh, uh, that one, that's why I ran across the Grand Canyon. <laughs> that's like, how I started oh, ultra running. Like Scott many Jerick, you got me in all kinds of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Super. I love that. Okay. So, um, my final question is, and this is going to be great because you've just had so much personal experience and experience training. So what advice do you have for someone who is either just getting started exercising or maybe has kind of gone up and down or even somebody who does exercise but really is kind of stuck in that good sweet spot and needs and wants to take it to the next level? What's some like sage advice you can give? Uh commit to something in the future so like for me like things that like so okay like two things commit to something and then tell as many people as possible that you're going to do it mm. all right so like things that have happened to me over the years was like all right i'm gonna do a bodybuilding show so like i'm like all right so i'm gonna do it so by committing i mean sign up for it mm. don't say like well i might do it i might do it oh, i'm gonna wait to that last date to sign up for mm. that that bodybuilding show and then that way you're giving yourself a pass like all the way to it and then you're like well you know my training's not been there you know my diet's not right i don't feel like i'm right you know so like pick something that's don't you know pick something that's super epic that's three weeks away and you're deconditioned for it but pick something that that you're like really excited genuinely like <coughs> you're uh, having some kind of like emotional attachment to like this is going to be something really sick mm. so you know advice for like if you want to go do your first like half marathon or marathon it's cool to do one if you have one in your own town but I recommend going somewhere and having it be part of an experience so it, it you know it could be you know, an hour or two hour drive away, but going and seeing someplace new and like having it be like an actual experience and not just being like, all right, I have to run 13 miles. Like, no, I'm running 13 miles in this really awesome place. Um, so sign up for the event. So, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're deciding like, all right, I want to go do this big hike, um, this big trip, whatever it is, commit to it, sign up for it, and then start telling as many people as you you can uh, that you're going to do it mm-hmm. and I, I feel like that does two things I feel like that like reaffirms it to yourself that you're gonna do it but then you have like your community holding you accountable so like when I would sign up for a bodybuilding show I'd start going around and saying like all right I'm doing this show that's coming up next spring blah blah and I would just tell all these people and what I realized they don't forget that mm-hmm. so like I would you know I would come into the gym and, you know, somebody hadn't seen in like a month. Like, oh, you're still doing that bodybuilding show? I'm like, oh, crap. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Get back out. So the more people you tell, the more people that are holding you accountable. So um, for folks who are like, I don't want to, I don't want to hire a a coach. Like that doesn't seem like my way to go to hire a coach. Like you don't need a coach. Like you can get your friends to hold you accountable, your community Mm -hmm. to hold you accountable. So, you know, pick something, sign up for it. And then, uh, Tell it. Tell as many people that you're gonna do it, uh, and you know your community will will ask you questions. You you might feel like that's silly, but see what happens when you start mm-hmm. telling people you're gonna do something, uh, especially if it's a little bit out of your ordinary. You know. Yeah. So if you've never ran a half marathon, and you know a lot of your friends are not like in that like fitness like mindset, they're gonna think you're crazy. You know, like so. 
you know, they're going to, they're going to be asking you, your friends and your family, you're like, Oh, you're still doing that? Like, Mm -hmm. Oh man, that sounds terrible. You know, they might try to talk you out of it, but you know, it's, it's, it's part of the journey, you know, you're, you learn, you're learn about yourself. Uh, and you're going to find out the, what you you do and you don't like, uh, my, okay. Third, third little piece and I'll stop talking so much. Um, (laughs) third piece is just diversity. Try, try new things. Mm. Um, I was uh, so close-minded for, for you know, periods of my life where I was just like, oh, yoga, gross, vegetarian, oh, gross. Um, sometimes you get out of a rut. You just need to try something new. Um, mm-hmm. Asheville, if you're in Asheville and you've never done yoga, like, come on. Like, this is uh, the, the joke we, we had in massage school was you can't swing a yoga instructor without hitting a massage therapist. <laughs> so, uh, so, like, there's yoga all over the place yeah. here. So... Uh, if you've never experienced like different things, um, class passes are something that are like super popular here. So you don't have to commit, you know, like to going to some of these small mm-hmm. niche gyms, like, you know, big corporate gyms, they try to get you on for a year package, but these smaller ones, you can come buy class passes and stuff like that. Um, and find, find your tribe, find your community, you know? So if you've never done CrossFit, go try out CrossFit. Like mm-hmm. don't, don't be afraid, like, but also, you know, be smart. Uh, uh, and, uh, so do you know try all these different gyms we have so many amazing uh outlets in this town and you know part of it is just finding out like you know who your who your people are and mm-hmm. who you jive with uh, uh i don't i don't expect everyone to want to like be friends with me and like want to hang out and spend lots of time with me and that's that's completely okay but there there's a little something for everyone here yeah. so uh go out and and try new things and uh put yourself out there and when you get to the right community you know You'll, you'll know you're there. Love it. Oh my gosh, love it. Cool. Such good tips. So tell us, where can everyone find you? So you can find us on uh, our social media stuff is McCone Performance Training on Facebook and same on Instagram, McCone Performance Training. Uh, yeah, it's super easy. Uh, and then website, same thing, mm-hmm. Uh Currently uh, going to be having our grand opening. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, probably after our grand opening, but uh, yeah, having a grand opening, and uh, we got some specials on our website, so check out our website, and uh, we'll be uh, continuing with some specials, and uh, everyone gets a free workout uh, or a free assessment if you want to come in and do a one-on-one assessment, uh, you get that free, so awesome. come check us out. Anything else you want to share? Uh, dude, just stoked for the springtime. Yeah. It's just so rad to see the sunshine and seeing things bud out the window, so you know, get out there and uh, get out there and enjoy uh enjoy your surroundings if you're in western north carolina pick uh pick a trail yeah and just just start just Go start walking it. yeah awesome thank you so much yeah. for being here it's for sure. thank you i hope you all enjoyed that episode as much as i did i know i could have sat there and listened to steven share his stories for hours so interesting so amazing I love how he shifted with each season of his life and opened and up and shared that with us um, so freely. It really just gives you some insight into you know what is possible and what you can do knowing that perspective and you know having seen oh somebody else has done this that maybe I could do this I could shift and change my life and it also really gives you this feeling of Steven and Shona know their staff. So what a great place to go train. 
Now they have some events coming up. They have a free overnight bike trip with Liberty Bikes on May 17th, 18th. And then there's a free mountain bike strength and conditioning workshop on May 22nd. So definitely check those out. They'll be on Facebook and I'm sure you can find them on their website. And if you like this episode, please share it. Take a screenshot or copy the link and share with a friend. And you can tag us at Living the Sweat Lifestyle and tag McCone Performance Training. Thank you all so much for listening. I am so grateful to be here and can't wait to be with you again.